Ooh, welcome to a spooky edition of Tony Plays. I am your DM, Dan the Man, and with me today are the other horror movies in my DVD shelf. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Starting with Tony. Welcome, Tony. All right, you sandbagged me because I wasn't ready for a horror movie. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Tony, and I am, you know what, Evil Dead. I am Evil Dead on the shelf. I love, love that movie so much. Se such a great series. So it's the first one, not the new one? Honestly, they all hold up. They all hold up. The show is actually underrated because it was on stars. It didn't get the recognition it deserved until it became Very available yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, for instance, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you never seen Evil Dead? Oh, watch it. It's so good. Well, Alec, you're next. How about you? Yeah, fuck, man. Finally, I don't have to go last. You know, this is great. <laughs> um, my name is Alec. I am playing a ranger. Yep. I always want to say hunter. I'm playing a ranger. Cool. <laughs> Trick-or-treating. Going to be fun. I don't know if Dan's mentioned that. It's Halloween episode. First holiday Tony plays. First holiday thing. Uh, horror movies. Uh, the Strangers. Probably one of my favorite movies. Or it's about a couple that goes on like a honeymoon or something. And they have another couple like fuck with them and try to kill them. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. And I'm Jared. I'm going to be playing Santoon, human fighter today. I don't know if seven falls in that because it's more of like a Ooh, I like that suspense, though. but I really love seven. But if I had to pick a horror movie, I'd do, I guess, Cabin in the Woods, but it's more funny. I'm not a big horror guy. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a great pick. That movie yeah. was an instant classic when it was made. I respect I, the choice. Oh, such a good movie. Love that. I thought it was so good. Not what you expect going in. I was like, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate this. And then when I saw what it was, I was like, I'm going to love this. I'm going to love this. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that movie and it was the pivotal scene. I'm like, man, I wish this kept going. And it did. It kept going. Yeah, and that was the best part. Did. I just got to add one more thing because I didn't say what I was playing. I am Benji, a Kenku sorcerer. Love it. Nice. And uh, if you couldn't tell, we are doing a spooky dookie session uh, today. If you can tell by the. Yeah, we're all taking shits. Uh, yeah, all taking uh, big old dookies in the spookies, if you know what I'm saying. No big rundown today. You know what to do. Follow us on all the socials. Uh, we post specific unique content on Instagram. If you want really cool memes and photoshops that we make ourselves, actually. Uh, Patreon.com slash DND404 if you want to support us. If you want to be in the know and how with DND, Twitter, DND Pod 404, and all the other social media platforms that are linked on our website. Uh, I think we have a link below. Click it. I think you'll have a good time. Do it. But I think it's time for the recap. Oh, just kidding, because it's a new one shot. Take it away, intro. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This <laughs> is another episode of the DG44. Welcome back to Holbeck. You might remember Holbeck from our second Tony Plays episodes. Those were two parters, but uh, we're only doing one part today, I promise. It is the Feast of the Moon in Holbeck. The sky is dark, the moon is full, and bats are flying all around in the sky. Teens can be heard shouting and causing mayhem on the streets as many children are also walking around collecting their well-earned bags of candy. Now, we start our episode panning down from the sky on a humble little cottage as three young boys walk up to the house dressed in costumes. 
Tony, would you please describe your character? Uh, yes. So I am playing Benji, who is a Kenku sorcerer. He is a black feathered bird, but he his beak is quite abnormally large. and He didn't quite grow into it. So he kind of looks more like a toucan and it's very heavy. So when he walks, he kind of walks with a sway as he's trying to constantly balance himself. And his Halloween costume is dressed as a plague doctor. Uh, because that's the only mask that he could find that could fit his enormous beak. And what's your name again? Hot Benji. Love it. And Jared, you're next. Please describe your character. I know. I thought I was last all this episode. I thought I had a whole nother thing. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I guess I'm back to last, boys. Actually, you're right. Alec, you go next. <laughs> Take it away, Alec. Okay, guys. Uh, my name is Trevor. Uh, I'm playing a, or I mean, I am a half-orc. Um... Of ruby red skin, approximately five or four feet, five inches tall. I do weigh a hundred pounds though. In uh, my Halloween costume is a centaur. Uh, so I'm wearing leg warmers uh, that are fur. And you know, since I'm not like rich or anything, uh, the horse tail or the horse side is literally just stuffed with hay. And it kind of just drags behind me as I walk. And I'm a ranger, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> Next to you is your uh, little human pal, Jared. Take it away. I'm playing a human fighter named Santum. Uh, he likes to say his name a lot. He's a little bit bigger guy. Um, and Halloween costume, I think he was going to go as a professional wrestler. I don't know what it would be in this D&D. What would the, the fighter pits he, he knows a guy in the fighter pits that likes to say his name a lot. So he says Santoon a lot. So does he have a poster up in his bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. And he's got ribbons on his biceps, but he's, you know, Oh, famous Kambuki fighter pit, the fighter. Yes. There you go. <laughs> the fighter who rise above the champion. He's the cream of the crop. Now, you two are you three. You three are walking up to this house. Uh, you've already gone through uh, quite a long night of trick-or-trolling in the town of Holbeck. Standing at the edge of the dirt sidewalk, uh, waiting very patiently for you, is your babysitter for the night, a uh, teen human. Am I good? A teen human named Anson. Uh, he's just waiting patiently. He does shout out to you. Uh, don't forget, we only have about uh, maybe an uh, hour and a half left. I got to get you guys home, okay? Shut up, dweeb. Uh, Anson is talking to us again. Uh, Go away. You're lucky I'm getting paid well for this. Just hurry it up. Yeah, it's, you mind if we just like lie a little bit? We can stay out like an extra 15, you know? Uh, sorry, I uh, I get docked pay if I'm home late, so. What sucks to suck? Sounds like a you problem. Drops <laughs> <laughs> the door, guys. Go get your candy. Is this like a rundown cottage or is this just another? No, this is just a normal, humble cottage. You're on a street. There are lots of kids running around screaming, teenagers causing mayhem, some parents uh, out with their kids, you know, doing their thing. Okay, guys. Hey, Jeff, you want take this one yeah i'll go first guys and i kind of like waddle as i walk with just the my horse legs just dragging behind me you you do hear in the uh in the distance of the house oh yes coming i'll be there soon I swear to god if this place doesn't have big candy bars i'm actually gonna be fucking pissed i heard this guy gives out full-size candy bars come back and egg this guy's fucking house about 30 seconds go by all right, I'm uh, I'm almost there. Give me a second. Oh my god, this 
person reminds me of my grandma. This is one of the weirdos that gives out copper. <laughs> 15 seconds go by and an old lady slowly, shakily opens the door. Oh, what are you today? We have a, we have a bird dressed as a bird. We've got a, a human and a... I'm a uh, centaur, obviously, and I turn yes, and I smack her, or I almost smack her with the, uh, the, the, egg, the legs. Aren't you a feisty one? Huh? Well, here you go, she shakily uh, reaches over, picks up a bowl, shaking her whole body. Here's an apple for you, an apple for you. These are healthy, sorry, by the way, and an apple for you. Have a wonderful night, kiddos. Where's the candy? You have something else? It's just too tough to chew with my large beak. Oh, <laughs> that's right. These days are bleak. Have a nice one. <laughs> she clo slowly closes the door. Yep, I'm getting the eggs. <laughs> Jodes, if you egg the house, you know you're getting grounded. I'm not going to lie about that to your parents. I get paid extra if I, you know, kind of tell on you. So. Oh, he's talking to us again. Yeah. That's so weird. I don't remember talking to you, Anson. All right, guys. Come on. Let's go to the next house. All right. He walks slowly behind you as you trot along to the next house. Uh, you do get to uh, one more house on this block. This is just another humble, like, cottage-looking house. They're all kind of the same houses. Uh, and as you're kind of strolled up to the other house, you do see Enhana, an elf girl, same age as Anson. Go up to Anson. You do know that this is his girlfriend, and they start talking to each other. When I see her walk up, I lick my hand, and I just comb my mohawk of hair, <laughs> and I try to, like, put it directly behind me. Oh, oh, Trevor, you definitely got shot, dude. Fucking can't believe he's with Anson. What a fucking dweeb. Wait, what dweeb, dude? As, as they're talking, you do see her, like, brushing her hair aside as she talks to Anson. And just kind of like twirling her hair. <laughs> I um try to take off my Nerf bow and arrow, and I just kind of like act, try to act really cool with it, but I look really dumb. <laughs> she looks over at you and gives you like the sweetest like, oh hi, like hi guys. And I she instantly blush and turn away from her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Trevor, she said hi to you. Shut up, dude. You're seriously embarrassing me, dude. You're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, you can go up to the door if you like. Hey, Santu, why don't you take this one? And I'm adjusting my plague doctor mask. Yeah, Santu. All right, I got it. I walk up to the door and pound to try to also show off and make sure that the elf girl can hear me. I pound it really hard and then like look over my shoulder to make sure that they saw. She does another cute dainty wave like oh cute kids <laughs> as you walk up to the house you do hear like bumping loot music and like some satyr just going nts, 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 nts. you literally see him in the window going nts, 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 shaking around doing some dances and some guy like opens the door just some like you know 30 year old human answers the door is like hey what's going on yeah oh what's up yeah is this uh Oh yeah, I forgot what day it was. Hey, here you go. Have a, uh, what the fuck do I have here? Uh, he just reaches into a bowl on the side and just throws a bunch of silver pieces in your bags. Like, all right, have a good one, kids. Shang And he goes back to a big night of drinking. Oh, we just scored a silver. Woo. 
Okay, that that's honestly probably some of the coolest stuff we got all night. I uh, take a bite of the silver to make sure it's like legit and I almost choke on it. You <laughs> <laughs> we try to go in this place. It sounds like it's kind of fun. <laughs> Guys, I I think she'd be pretty impressed if we just walked in and acted like all oh, fucking cool. Give me a stealth check with disadvantage. Mm. Come on, dude, we gotta get some more candy boys. We're out of time. What a schedule here. Uh, that is a seventeen. Ooh, so close, but no dice, no unintended. As you turn around and you try and sneak your way in, all of a sudden you feel a hand on the back of your shirt. What? And Anson is now lifting you into the air. Oh, uh, he, fucking... oh man, that's so embarrassing. You might hate this, but he actually is a ranger. Oh my god, dude! Like a junior ranger training to be like part of part of the uh, like guards in this town. He lifts you up. He's like, "All right, hey, I'm not letting you get away that easy. Come on, back to trick or trolling. Get over there." Oh and he kind of god, kicks you a little bit, and you do hear you do hear uh, and Hana go. Oh, come on. Come over here, guys. We're going to have a good time, aren't we? Why don't you want to hang out with me? <laughs> I sway. I lean one way. Uh, just instantly blush, and I, I like, try to trot. I just sit there dead staring at her like, uh, uh. <laughs> uh as you kind of go back to and Hana, two kids you know from school come up, like, trotting around. Uh, there's another orc named Kinnaman that you know. It goes, oh, hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's up? What's up, dude? Oh, Kinnaman. What's up, man? Yo, whoa. You guys get anything good tonight? Let me see your bag. Yo, stay the fuck out of my business, dude. What do you get? You get anything good? I, like, try to hide my gold, my silver, so I, like, try to cover it <laughs> with my candy. I, like, shake my bag to get it to fall to the bottom. We were just at this house, actually, and they, uh, they gave us, like, uh, a whole ass health potion. It was crazy. The guy just like didn't know what he was doing and gave us health potions. Isn't that nuts? What, dude? That's what? no way. Can I see it? <laughs> uh, well, we can do tradesies later at school. Tomorrow, tradesies. You know how we do. Y'all, just show me, man. I like headbutt yeah, him with just, my beak. Just, yeah, <laughs> just show us, dude. And uh, the uh, other girl, what's her name? <laughs> the uh, the other kid, a half elf, Shelmy, goes. Yeah, we got uh, we got like uh, health potions from this house. Uh, we got uh, some uh, those uh, little truffle cakes uh, from Mr. Boxer's house down the way. Uh, we were thinking of going to the uh, haunted house over on Belmont Street, but I'm a little too scared for that. Yeah, no way. You're not going to Belmont Street. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Is this a house? I mean, I heard that Mr. Burbuck gives out, like, really big candy bars, but you have to give a, a, a lot of blood. Like, you gotta give him a blood sacrifice in order to get the candy bars and swear yourself to a demon. And you do hear the other kid, the uh, orc, Kinnaman, go, No, no, it's not even the truth. There's just a bull there. He leaves a bull there every year. And when you reach in, a bear trap chomps your hand off. It's nuts. Yo, no way. The house is super haunted, guys. But if I heard they have huge candy bars. No way. I mean, I'll fucking go. I think that sounds fucking cool. Yo, Sammy, what do you think? You want to go? <laughs> I turn, I <laughs> like, for... <laughs> Uh, you do hear Anhana speaks up and she goes, Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Is that Mr. Burguck's house? Yeah, I remember him giving out huge candy bars when we were kids. 
And then Anson steps in and is like, oh, babe, don't tell them that. I want to get home at a reasonable time. But it's true. Guys, did you hear that? She wants, she said that they got good candy. We got to go. No, it's true, but yeah, like. Come on, Anson, be cool for your life just once, man. Oh, babe, why? Why do you do this to me, babe? Go, be if Anne Hathaway says give me that full-size candy bar, you gotta go. I mean, how about this, Anson? Why don't you go home, and then she can take us? Oh, I would love to, but, uh, oh, I forgot to tell you. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna meet up with Kale and Dimmer. Uh, they said they're going to Buddy's house to, uh, <clears throat> she looks at you kids and goes to, uh, tackle an air elemental. And she winks at Anson. Wait, oh my god, my mind just blown. Is this the same... <laughs> Girl is the uh from the last one chat. No, it's just uh it's just so a cool. friend of <laughs> <laughs> I love those guys. <laughs> that guy buddy always smells weird. I always honestly heard Kale's the coolest because he's just like kinda, you know. And Anson's like, uh, all right, guys, I'll take you to the haunted house. But if we're going to the if we're going to Burgock's house, that's the last house we're going to. Uh, Understood? Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I literally roll my eyes as heavy as I can, and I just go, fine, dude, Jesus. I'll see you later, Anhana. And he kisses Anhana, and she just walks away. Uh, hi, Anhana. All right, kids. Let's get going. So he leads the way, uh, but you probably very quickly kind of push him around and get to the front, and he just reluctantly follows behind as you all walk through the streets. As you walk through the streets, you see less and less houses. You start to see more and more woods, and you do finally get to the end of one block where there's kind of a deep path going through the woods, and you do know this to be uh, Burgux's house. I don't know if there's anything you want to do before you walk up to Burgux's house, but you are now at the entrance of the woods. I'm like just looking around uh, because my once again, my beak is so large. My eyes haven't fully developed to like in front of my face. So I have to like constantly turn to the side. Benji, why are you side eyeing me right now? What? And I hit him with my beak as I turn. Behind you, you do hear Anson go, oh, come on, guys. What are you scared? Ooh. Is it implied that Anson's is going to stay here while we go up to the house? Or is no, he he's uh, since it's through the woods. He's not going to let you just go through the woods on your own. You know, damn. Thought we we're gonna get the ditch the the nerd. <laughs> All right, come on, guys, let's get to it. I uh, I want to be back home soon. Okay, I gotta go uh, <clears throat> take care of some greenery. Ah, uh, he's the worst. Fine, dude, Anson, dude, you literally suck sometimes, man. And I just uh, <laughs> I just slowly walk up. I walk behind Anson, and you know when someone's behind you and they kick your foot as you picked it up. So I'm kicking it up to make him, like, walk weird. Like, All right, get in front of me, dickhead. And he pushes uh, you guys to the front. How <laughs> mom used bad words. You've been using bad words all night. I'll tell her the same thing. Who's she going to believe, Fuck huh? Fuck you, Ethan. And I turn around and <laughs> just waddle back up. <laughs> <laughs> Snitch. So you walk through the woods. It's not too far of the house, but as you walk, the houses disappear. The road does wind, so you can't actually see where the path ends anymore. And you do make it to the fence that is in front of old man Burgux's house. It is overgrown within the fence that kind of guards the yard. Um, the fence is only in the front part of the house. It doesn't go around the house in any way. Uh, it's overgrown with bushes and weeds and wheat. And the house has broken glass and it's rickety. But you do see uh, 
like jack-o'-lanterns on the steps glowing with candles in it you do see that someone put like jack-o'-lanterns on the scarecrows that are in the wheatgrass and it looks like creepy but almost themed awesome they're ready for us i'm going for it everybody make me a perception check just kidding i'm not going for it anymore not a, not a difficult one don't worry i got an eight i got a 19. you uh you kind of peer through the weeds and kind of tucked in the back corner of the step you see a bowl of huge candy bars oh and there's a sign behind the bowl kind of nailed into the house that says take an undercase one in all caps like mm. take one <laughs> and they left a bowl out someone left a bowl out on Typical. the front seat guys see that? Ooh. I say we take the whole fucking thing. <gasps> ah, no one actually only takes one piece, Benji. We take the whole thing, dude. We literally just walk out there and we just put all of them in our bag. Real life? Guys, I, I, I got an idea. I go up to the cam candy bowl and I take my one piece and then what I do is I take the apple that I got before <laughs> and I go to replace it. You try to pull an Indiana Jones, bro? <laughs> I do it. Give me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was ready to so, go. So you're all, you all walk up to the, the stoop. Uh, Anson does come up with you. Uh, he's like, I've been through a rough night, so I deserve a candy bar. And he comes up to grab a candy bar with you guys. <laughs> yeah, I think Trevor is a huge piece of shit. I think he's going to try to pour all the candy bars into his bag. <laughs> I go first. Uh, I go first. Yeah, you put the apple <laughs> like very gingerly. Nothing happens, but there's now an apple in the bowl. Yeah. Benji, you, you take one or what? I, I, I thought I'd take it all, boy. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to take it, and then what I'll do is I'll just give you some. All right, go do it, tough guy. And I, like, use my wing to, like, nudge him. <clears throat> okay, fine. <laughs> I will. And I <laughs> I kind of timidly just walk up, and I, um, yeah, I grab the whole bowl, and I try to pour it all in my bag. You pour the candy bars in your bag. Get fucked. <laughs> and they all fall to the bottom of your bag, and now the bowl is empty. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> and we leave. Benji, and that's I the end of the you. show. Hey, high five in. <laughs> all of a sudden, after you pour the candy bars into your bag, a boulder comes running after us. <laughs> you see the sign kind of shake a little and <laughs> fall onto the ground. <sighs> you feel a tremble and the floorboards underneath you, almost like a piano, kind of like do a <laughs> underneath you. And it seems like that's all that happened. And Anthony's kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? Hey, everybody okay? You guys good? Yeah, Anthony. Why'd you have to do that, man? Why'd you take the whole, like, there are other kids that are gonna want to come here and take a candy bar. Yeah, I mean, but dude, I'm 12 years old, dude. I need more candy than them. <sighs> yeah, okay. And as you're talking behind you, you do hear a little and something drops. In fact, you hear two more drops. Can I look around to try to see like where it's coming from? Yeah, uh, everybody can give me a perception check. You know, Benji needs to be careful where he's looking. <laughs> Hitting people with that beak. That's a dirty 20. Uh, eight. 23, perfect 20. Anson's concerned uh, with Benji. Benji, you fall down uh, after like the porch shakes. He's like, whoa, whoa, Benji, you good? You good, buddy? And he like, my beak is stuck in the plank. <laughs> come, here, come here, come here, come here. As you're doing that, uh, the two of you, Santoon and Trevor, oh, shit. you turn around and you see the scarecrows drop. <laughs> <laughs>
Mm-hmm. And you also see with a dirty 20 and a 20, what did you get? <laughs> well, he got a nat 20 plus his- Nat 20? Jeez. Yeah. With a yeah. nat 20, you start to notice every fence post start to shake and pop out of the ground. Uh, oh, fences don't do that. Anson looks around. He's like, what's going on? Hey, where'd those uh, scarecrows go? Anson, uh, they fell. The posts are coming up. Yeah, everything is sinking into the ground, Anson. As you're talking and panicking a little, you see this lanky, decrepit, scarecrow, bipedal creature creep out from the weeds. It's staring right at you, just kind of... It's staring you down. Whoa, ho, ho, hey, hey, buddy. And Anson starts to kind of push you guys back. And he's like, hey, guys, stay here. And he pulls out his sword. He does have a uh, short sword. He's like, whoa, 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 hey, buddy. We don't want any trouble, okay? <laughs> Calm down here. That's a good, convincing costume, I got to say. And uh, Anson does start walking towards uh, the scarecrow creatures. Benji's got to be freaking out right now. I'm low-key allergic to straw. Are you guys doing anything or are you just watching? I'm slowly backing up because I want to get away from that thing as possible. Yeah, you start going back up to the stoop. Uh, when you go back up to the stoop, you realize that the door is now open. Um, but I can't get up the stoop because my horse legs are stuck on the step behind me. <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> I'm like trying to walk backwards, but I'm realizing I'm like stuck on the steps. Anson looks back at you. He goes, all right, guys, stay calm, okay? It's just a prankster. You know how this goes. I was a young teen, too, once. And he's like 17. I was a young teen, too. All right, come on, buddy. And the scarecrow starts getting closer and closer. It's like, And as Anson gets close, he kind of turns to you and is like, guys, see, it's okay. It's just a stupid prankster. And as he does that, waving his sword at you guys, you see this scarecrow lean down and with a swift, it takes a bite and everything goes silent. It took a bite of what? You don't see what happens. And then all of a sudden, Anson turns to the scarecrow he turns around in horror and says, kids, run. And you see that his wrist, from his wrist to his hand, has been completely bitten off. <laughs> run! <laughs> and you, as that happens, you see all the fence posts pull all the way out. And these six foot wide fence post mimics start towering over the brush and start walking towards you. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. What are you guys doing? My beak goes instantly up in the air as I try to balance it. I turn around, I run inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Sammy, Sammy, hold this. And I toss him my bag of candy and I run in Run! <laughs> I take the can. I make sure to grab the candy and run inside as well. Scramble! <laughs> <And> I'm running. <laughs> These creatures, as you start to run, start rushing towards you. <laughs> the fences start growling at you. <laughs> the three scarecrow creatures start going. 
and start rushing at you as Anton starts to run at you, hopefully getting into the house. The three of you make it into the house, no problemo. And the first thing you see when you run into the house are two hallways, one your left, one your right. The one on the right is just this empty, looming hallway. The one on the left is covered with this disgusting, smelling, sticky substance. And in front of you are probably 30 to 40 dry bone skeletons. Mm. You hear Anson screaming. <laughs> dashes and flies into the house right as he flies into the house and closes the door. I'm going to need everybody to make me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> That's a 22. Oh, that's a three. <laughs> 14. As, oh, I got, a, I got a, a natural one. What's your... You're a sorcerer? <laughs> Is there anything? <laughs> yeah, I take out my inhaler. <laughs> I don't even move. I just take out my inhaler and I just... <laughs> so, oh my God, Tony. <laughs> so, Trevor and Santoon. You realize what's happening. You you guys have had the best perception ever. You realize that the house starts rumbling again. And when you look down, the floorboards start to splinter open in a circle from the center. Mm. And when you look down, you see this giant, gaping, acidic maw that splinters open with giant porcelain teeth, almost like a blender of a mouth. This is not good. Benji and Anson fall towards the acid. Later, nerds. I'm trying to flap, but I, I'm a flight was burnt. <laughs> so you you do catch. So the the first throw is just to stay up, but you do catch hold of like um, a floorboard that's kind of hanging between two teeth, and you see the same thing happens to uh, Anson. Luckily for you, you are really close to Trevor. So uh, we're not gonna roll initiative, but essentially you're gonna take actions as you like to try and help people if you can. Uh, you're gonna make a dexter another dexterity saving throw to get yourself out of this scenario. Okay. If someone comes over and helps you, you'll make that with advantage. Trevor, <gasps> Trevor. Yeah. Take the bag of candy and I try to lug my satchel full of candy up. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll catch it. Grab my grab my legs. And I turn around and I stick my my horse legs out for him to like try to grab onto before he falls. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so I'll make it with advantage. Yeah, and then uh are you doing anything, Santu? I guess I'll save uh Anson. <laughs> uh oh, okay. I got 17. Oh, 17. Nice. So you get out fine as Trevor pulls you out with his horse legs out onto the wood. And then Santoon, you're going to go over to Anson. Ah, 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 guys, help. Help. And he does have one hand because his other one got bitten off. Yeah, as you're trying your to <laughs> give me your stuff. Benji. Uh, no, not Benji. Santoon, as you go over to try and help Anson up, you see these three spiky tongues come out from the center of this maw and go whack, whack, whack and go right into the back of Anson. Ooh. So since you're helping him, it's he's not going to do this with disadvantage. 
but he has three tongues in his back that are going to cause a negative uh, six to his roll to get out. Help! Help! <laughs> what are you What are you saying as you try and uh, get Anson out out of this mouth? I gotcha. That's all I can think. Thanks, buddy. It's gonna be fine. I'm gonna get you out of here. And he gets pulled back into the acid and immediately dissolves into a skeleton. Uh, and the mouth closes shut and you go prone onto the floor. You are now in this empty house. The door was locked by Anson when he came in and you hear these as these things are kind of looking through the windows trying to see if they can get you. I don't know why you guys decided to take all the candy. That was such a horrible idea. <laughs> I don't think Anthony's going to have us hold my curfew. I don't know. I'm going to explain this to my mom. What are we going to say? Mom's going to be pissed. So everything's kind of, I don't want to say died down, but we're like at a, a moment where we can look around, right? Yeah, you have a moment to look around. You do feel small rumbles under your feet. Ugh. Okay. Everybody make a raw intelligence check real quick. Oh, God. Oh, really? <laughs> We're all just the dumbest people ever. I shouldn't have done it. Are you really? I got a seven. Uh, I got a 17. That's actually going to do it. Um, so, uh, Benji, being one of the most cautious people in the group, you're worrisome in general. You, you realize that the second you step foot in here is when that mouth opened up and that you should probably mind your footing. Mm. You should probably maybe walk a little slower around. Hey, Sammy. Uh, I would have come over this way if I was you. Um, when you speak loud like that, you do hear a light rumble right under the out. floorboards. Ugh. I don't think you should come over here. You might get the house, might get hungry again. How far are we from Sammy? Yeah, like 30, 40 feet. Okay, so I can't stick my tail out at him. Fuck, he's too far. Gosh, guys, I don't really know what to do. Uh, I think what we could do is... As you start speaking, you hear a rumble come again. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, the mouth opens up again, parting your ways once more. And you hear a giant... And you see the skeleton of your babysitter go flying... Into the pile by the fireplace. And it... Closes back up. This could all be like you know, really good CGI or something. I don't know. <laughs> I I turn at Trevor's remark so fast that I hit him with my large beak. And I'm like, Trevor, I don't know, man. I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> I don't know why you took so much candy. I'm on the other side just mouthing what the fuck to them, but like just trying to keep every shout in. Okay. Um, Trevor kind of like collects himself for a second and he does like, sign language like <laughs> like he like puts his finger over his mouth to like yeah. just tell everyone to shut up and then he like signals to Sammy to like slowly walk towards us I flick him off <laughs> I tell him <laughs> to come over to me <laughs> and, then, and then I look at him I, I like point to me and then I point to Benji and then I hold up the number two and then I point to him and I hold up the number one <laughs> And then I point back to him and I point back to me to say, like, there's two of us over here. There's yeah. one of you over there. You come mm -hmm. to us. Wait, wait. I, I got an idea. Okay. What if we try this? What if we try this? So I go in my bag of candy, take out a couple of pieces of loose candy, be like, ah, 
you know, we always get these every year. We never eat them. So I guess we can use them as like little rocks, right? And I take out candy corn and I chuck them across the floor to see. What the fuck? That's good shit. Like aggravates the, the, the house, I guess, to see like. If I throw them, like, how much noise or how irritated it gets to see if it reacts to it. Where do you throw it? Like, I, I skip it like a rock across the room to where uh, Sammy is. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I take the bag Sammy gave me, and I search for snow caps, and I do the exact same thing. Okay, man, all right? The entire time, I'm doing big horizontal things with my arms, being like, stop it. Throw them in the middle. <laughs> Don't throw them over here. So you skip it like a rock uh, over towards Sandtoon. And as you skip it, you hear rumbles and the floorboards kind of creak and elevate following the skip rock. And as the rock slows and falls by Santoon's feet, you see the floorboards come up. It almost like a tremor, if you've ever seen tremors, and bites the candy corn in, in like a tr wooden tremor insect creature and then goes slowly back into the floorboards. I'm visibly pale as can be <laughs> so that. what what i want to do is i want to so i want to take rope i want to tie it to the end of one of my arrows and i want to shoot it across the room over where sammy is so then we can use it as a rope so the floor encloses again then he can like hold on to the rope and not fall in. just roll to hit uh, as long as you get above a six nothing too crazy will happen to santoon here what the fuck this is bullshit <laughs> uh that's a dirty 20. Nice. So you take it out, you tie a rope to your arrow. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, exactly. And you I cover my head. Now, I will say this is like a kid arrow. So it's one of those suction cup things. At yeah. the end. So like <laughs> I like shoot it and it like sticks to the wall. You stick it to the wall. If it goes like right next to Santoon again and it hits the wall and the same thing happens and a big mouth goes and eats and like cuts off, cuts the arrow in half and goes back into the wall. Oh, see the walls. As you kind of stand there in complete fear of the scenario you now find yourself in, you do kind of start to hear like magical glowing, shimmering magic of some kind. And you do notice now that you your eyes start to adjust in the darkness, maybe of dark vision, that over in this pile of skeletons are various artifacts. Mm. And clearly heroes have come to try and figure out the mystery of Burguk Manor <laughs> and have fallen, you know, to the trap. <laughs> and you see many items, possibly magical, in the pile of skeletons. Let me try one more thing. I want to take two pieces of candy and I want to throw them towards the each corner of the entrance at the same time. So one in the left corner, one in the right corner of the entrance where we just came in to see if they both get killed or if only one of them does. Like, so if it's like one thing that's doing this or if it's maybe multiple things or if it's just. Yeah. And this is uh this might actually be like a nice way to hide your movement. If you kind of go over yeah. the skeletons. That's stealthily. what I was thinking. Yeah. So it'll kind of give you some. I really like that idea. It'll give you some information and it'll hide your footsteps a little bit as you shuffle lightly across the floor. Yeah. So you do that. And as you do that, uh, you immediately see when they land, the same thing happens. Tremors as the floorboards creak and go up like a wave towards uh, the candy and snatch them up on either corner of the entrance. Mm. Make me a stealth check. 
uh, a group stealth check as you walk towards the skeletons. Oh. Oh, no. That is an 18. I have disadvantage to stealth. I got 24. Well, I got a 19 on one roll, but on my <laughs> other one, I got an 8. <laughs> I have to take an 8. All right. Uh, don't worry. It's a group stealth check, so... Uh, Good thing your friends are stealthy because they help you out there. Hey. <laughs> As you kind of walk to meet in the center, you're about to trip over yourself over like a skeleton hand. And yeah. as you do that, uh, I think like Trevor catches you on the back of your armor and keeps you from falling. Squid game style. In front of you are various wondrous items, some could say. Um, the things that catch your eyes and you each kind of see things that look cool to you individually for you, Santoon. You see a shining silvery sword with a blue gem in it, and on the hilt, uh, the handle has like where the hilt is are almost like angel wings. Mm. And on the right side, you also see a shining, glimmering silver shield. Trevor, what catches your eyes uh-huh. over one of the skeletons is a shining, shimmering dark green cloak. And there's also a shining scimitar. Damn, this is fucking rad. Benji, what catches your eye is this sparkling, glimmering, beautiful, probably elven looking chainmail, you could say. And then next to it is a floating little stone with runes on it. Wow. Is this like we pick one or the other? Type yeah, thing? yeah, this is uh, two things are calling to you, but you tell me which is more enticing. I think the fucking cloak looks sick. I'm definitely going to try to get that thing. Okay. The sword. <laughs> I want the sword. And Benji? It was a floating rock, right? Like a floating stone? Yeah, it's a floating rock. Oh, rock. And I like walk towards, <laughs> <laughs> I walk towards the mythical yeah. floating stone. Cue the cutscene as each of your faces come up on the screen, wide-eyed and wondrous. And as you pick up these items, Benji with the stone, Trevor with this, uh, like sweeping the cloak around on his shoulders and, uh, Santoon pulling up this angelic sword above his head. <laughs> All of a sudden, shining light comes down upon each of you, and you hear this big blast of energy throughout the house. The whole house rumbles, and for a second, the mouth opens again as you all feel yourself burst with magical energy. That's really the only way you can explain it, is it feels like you just had the biggest adrenaline rush of your life. The light fades away, the house kind of goes back to normal, the mouth closes, and you're standing there with the items and everything feels normal. Guys, I think I just hit puberty. (laughs) (laughs) As you say that, you look over at Trevor and he is now this lean, like six foot tall, like ranger orc with an eight pack and with like 45 degree angle delts <laughs> and he is a full-on adult now i told you guys i was fucking rich it's just underneath my fat jesus well you don't see this yet <laughs> what do you what do you say Sansoon, as you look over who the fuck's that guy <laughs> who's this <laughs> 
and I will give you a moment of like role play, you know? <laughs> so we're like adults now? You're a sorcerer, right? You're <laughs> Actually, each of you tell me what the jacked like adult version, like your ideal self would look like and explain that. Uh, Benji, why don't you take it away? <laughs> so when you look over at Benji, you see that he actually grew into his beak a little bit, but he's very hunched over, kind of like, uh, he now looks like a plague doctor, mm -hmm. and he's very hunched over, he's lanky, his dark feathers are busting through his, uh, robes and in the center part, like right underneath his beak. His eyes have adjusted to more of the center of his head now, so he doesn't have to Kasi side eye everybody and his voice gets a little bit deeper but still squawky he goes whoa trevor look at you what are you guys talking about like and i look down and then just like i can actually see my feet um because i'm not pudgy anymore and i was like i just hit the right type of puberty just lean cut and i'm just like what and i'm just kind of turn around but i still somehow am like attached to the horse legs and like I just kind of like hit the skeletons and as I'm like moving around like looking at myself and then I look at uh Sammy to see like what 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 happened to him uh yeah Sammy uh lost all the fat that he had on him his little things around his muscles had bursted and now are just ribbons on the ground because his muscles grew so big out of his costume and just looking like a big buff barbarian at this point. <laughs> <laughs> when you look over at the pile of skeletons, the skeletons are still there, but you do see that all the other wondrous items must have dissipated in the blast. You actually see some kind of dissipating and turning into embers and floating off into like the air. And I'll tell you what each of you grabbed. Benji, you picked up the Stone of Great Luck. Ooh. You get plus two on all of your ability checks and saving throws. Oh, Stone of Great Luck, you said? Uh, it's going to be Stone of Good Luck, but uh, I just changed it so it's plus two instead of plus one. So just keep that in mind. Gotcha. Awesome. Trevor, you've picked up the Cloak of Elvenkind. Oh, shit. While you wear this cloak with its hood up, Wisdom perception checks made to see you have disadvantage, and you have advantage on dexterity checks made to hide. Oh man, you got dumber. <laughs> <laughs> and then Santoon, uh, you have received a dancing sword. <gasps> As you hold this sword in your hand, you let go for a second and it actually floats. <laughs> in the air in front of you and kind of like goes upright almost like it's looking at you and nods at you in recognition <laughs> you all have attuned to these oh, yeah. things without a problem immediately uh no need to worry about attuning or any of that stuff uh basically as a bonus action you can cause this weapon to float and also attack things and move 30 feet in the air so as you're all staring in awe at these new wondrous items and crazy new bodies that you just acquired you do start to hear the house begin to moan again and tremble. Behind you, Benji, to the left and right of Trevor and Santoon, you begin to hear those floorboards creak and morphing out of the rotting wood come three little creepy spindly wooden mimics. Oh, shit. Everybody roll initiative. And take out your level 11 character sheets. Hey. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ooh, baby. I just rolled initiative of a 25. 16. That's literally perfect and a f my plus five. 
to get an 11. Oh my god. <laughs> so Santoon, as these mimics arrive all around you, you can now take the first action. Okay, so there's one, the one closest to me. I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna, I'm gonna smack it. All right, do your thing. Uh, I got a 16 to hit. Yeah, 16 will do it. Roll all your attacks. If you're doing multiple attacks, just roll all those first, and then we'll do the damage after. So then my next hit is a 23. Hits. And then my next one is a 26. Also hits. And are you doing your bonus action attack on this turn, or are you using it to use your dancing sword to make it float? Uh, I'm going to use it to make it float. All right. And it does attack when I make it float, right? It says, when you do so, the sword begins to hover and flies for 30 feet and attacks one creature of your choice. Oh, really? That's amazing. Hell yeah. So I'm doing that. Hey, I got a 21 anyways. <laughs> so roll all your damage as this mimic is like, <laughs> so I just, I'm going in there just, wah, 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 wah. okay, so I attack with my dancing sword a bunch of times and then I throw it and it begins to fly and hits again. So it does 6, 13, 12, and then 5 points of damage. For a total of 36. My God, what an amazing first hit. Stop guessing that. <laughs> Is that the end of your turn? Um, yeah, I moved, I attacked, I did a bonus action. I don't think I can do anything else. Yeah, so this uh, mimic that's really close to our boy Trevor is going to go for a uh, multi-attack. Does an 18 and a 12 hit. One of them does, yes. Yeah, so it goes and bites you for seven damage as it's kind of drooling, weirdly drooling out of the splinters. And it bites you. Like right in the leg is gnawing on you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's going to move to Benji's turn. Benji is freaking out as he sees this like splinter mimic and he doesn't realize how much power he has just yet. He's like, oh, oh, oh guys, can somebody help me? I'm going to. And when he he goes to um, Caw and as he calls, he casts magic missile at third level. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, roll. Uh, those those just automatically those hit. Those right? automatically hit, so it's gonna be. I'll tell you what the number yeah, is. Yeah, tell me the damage, and obviously roll a wild magic surge to see if you surge. That's gonna be nine points of damage total. Yeah, nice. When I got a fourteen on my wild magic surge. You feel the, these magical spores and sparks of sunlight surround you as you throw these missiles. What do your magic missiles look like, Tony? They look like purple arcane bolts mixed with some green in there. Nice, and those go. Whistling through the air, and they, and you see splinters fly off the mimics, and they all go and freak out. And you do see the one that's near Trevor is looking really splintered, like he's half the size. It's half the size that it was before. Uh, and then it's gonna go to Trevor's turn. Take it away, you big okay. boy. I'm out. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That kind of fucking hurt. But. <laughs> You're really, really lucky. I stole this from my stepdad. And I turn around and I unzip the top of, like, my horse legs where, like, all the hay was stuffed in. Yeah. And uh, I pull out a morning star. And um, I just turn around and I just fucking try to beat this fucking thing's ass real quick. Yeah, go for it. And that's a 26 to hit. And do you, the have, first do you attack. have multiple attacks? I have three, yeah. Yeah, so uh, do those three attacks and... 22 and... So 26, 22, 23. Yeah, I'll hit. 26 damage. Total? Yes. 
you <laughs> swing down on this thing and cut it down to about a half a foot and you see this tiny mimic looking up at you still going as you smack splinters across the wall <laughs> and they kind of go shing, 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 all around in a silhouette around Santoon. <laughs> there you go. Oh, he's there. And do you have any bonus actions you'd like to do? Like, yes, I probably should have done Hunter's Mark before. <laughs> yeah, you can do it now, though. Can I, but then can I add the damage on top of it? No, because you forgot. Fuck. Well, then I cast Hunter's Mark on the one in front of Sammy. What do you say as you're looking at that one? I say, I'm coming for you next, bucko. And then I just fucking, like, you know, I, like, slam the Morningstar in my hand a few times. Like, I'm just going to beat that one fast, too. Awesome. So a wisp of energy flies out of your morning star and goes and kind of lights up. And you, in your mind, see almost like a floating, glowing energy over the splintery mimic. And the mimic you just marked goes like, and gets confused, but then kind of gets its wits about it and is going to do a multi-attack on Santoon. Ooh, not looking good. That's me. Uh, seven and a 22. I got 17, so only one hits. Okay, one hits for 10 damage. As it gnaws, this one also gnaws on you. And the splinters, you, you get like splinters in your leg. <laughs> I just look at it like, that's it, bro? That's it? Yeah, this should hurt more, but in your big body, you're feeling pretty good. Make sure you pull those out. Splinters can lead to decay and disease. And then you're gonna need antibiotics. I got some tweezers, I think, in my backpack if you need to get those out. Guys, I've hit puberty. This is nothing to me. And then the one next to Benji is gonna go for a normal bite attack. Does an 18 hit. Um. <laughs> yeah, that hit. Yep, so that's going to do uh, 10 piercing damage and two acid damage as you see some of the saliva drip into the splinters and it bites you. All right, it's gonna go back up to Santoon. Santoon, take it away. Get him, Sammy. The thing that bit me, I'm as it's gnawing on my leg, I just down thrusting with all my, uh, all my attacks right on its, what I think is its face. 25. So that hits. 20. That will also hit. 10. Oh, that does not hit. And then the last one will be the dancing sword while it's in the air. 16? And that'll hit. Woo! So you get two swings on this splintery beast as your sword comes around and you miss, but then the sword actually hits into your sword back into the splinter beast. <laughs> yeah. And give me uh, that damage, please. So it'd be eight, 12, and nine. Kind of similar to the beast that Trevor is fighting. You like chop it up like sashimi and <laughs> the splinters kind of go and kind of fly into the ground and then morph back into the ground um, but this thing looks tiny this thing is tiny and looking up at you like Ehh! and the one next to trevor is going to lash out its spiky tongue onto his leg does a 22 hit yes it did. yeah so it's gonna hit you for six points of damage as its splintery tongue gets stuck in your heel okay that's it i'm gonna fucking kill it <laughs> <laughs> Benji, take it away. I'm going to cast Magic Missile again. Yep. And then I'm also going to use my Sorcerer ability to recast uh, Magic Missile. They're both going to be at first level. What's that Sorcerer ability for people that don't know? Hey, so Font of Magic, I have 11 Sorcery points. Uh, I can use them for many different things, but what I'm going to be using it for this time is that I could spend a Sorcery point. The number of points I use is the is the spell level. So two sorcery points would be level one and so on and so forth. And give me those damages. 
Oh, wow. Maxing out. Maxing out. The first spell does 16 points of damage. 16, nice. Plus an additional 14 points of damage as I open my large beak and shoot these green magic missiles from it. Hey, man, you don't gotta be such a dick battle. <laughs> 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 so the one the one next to you uh now is about down to half size as it gets you know, it goes straight through and there's like a hole in it now that comes back together and reforms but it's now smaller than it was the ones near your friends get absolutely obliterated and smack into the wall and kind of get sucked back into the wall uh that is the end of my turn and that's gonna go down to trevor's turn the one by me is gone uh the one by you and the one you marked with your uh spell is gone oh uh, okay, sick. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Benji. And I pull out my, I guess I like swapped to my bow. Um, and I'm just going to fire two, two arrows at him. Yeah. Give me those hits. But first with another bonus action, I cast Hunter's Mark on, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Ooh. Cause I don't need it. Cause that's a nat fucking 20. Oh, Ooh, beautiful. And a 24. Yeah. Those both hit and the, uh. First one's gonna be crit damage. So tell me what you get. Mm. This thing might be Gonzo. So first one is 13 damage, and the second one is eight damage. So 22 damage total. You pull two out of your bow, and you like put two in at the same time, and kind of. Hey, don't worry, I got you. I got you, Benji. And just fire <laughs> off. As they fly through, yeah, and go. <laughs> and splinter it down to this half pint little monster and it's really tiny and it's looking really bad but it's still kicking and now it's going to go back up to santoon's turn santoon take it away your friend's in trouble oh yeah all right how far is benji can i get there i'm pretty sure right oh my god it's so far away you'd have to dash and if i dash i could just only use my bonus action after i can't attack yeah right? you could bonus action uh, your sword. You can bonus action like offhand, but you could bonus action floating sword, whatever it's called. So I'll do my full dash, whatever action. Then I'll just dancing sword for now as a bonus action. Rolled a 20 to hit with the dancing sword. Yeah, that hits. Do your damage. 11. This thing is so, so tiny, but barely hanging on to a splinter <laughs> as it goes to, as goes to you, Benji, who uh, just got bit. I look at my wounds and I go, well, that's not very nice of you. Let's turn up the heat. And I open my beak and I cast, uh, I just use a cantrip. I use Firebolt and that is surprisingly strong. I didn't realize how strong it was. It's three D10. Yeah, just roll to hit. Uh, it's a 17. <laughs> yeah, you look down and there's this tiny little splintered mimic going and you just obliterate it with fire. And you hear, as you do this, you hear the house kind of moan. You hear this like low as the floorboards all shake and this thing splinters and kind of sinks back into the floor. As this happens, you are out of initiative, but what you see is down the hallway next to Trevor on the right side of the house, more of these splintery mimics start morphing and crawling out of the walls. Uh, guys, uh, the things, <laughs> the things are kind of falling from the ceiling around me right now. I think we should probably run down the other hallway. There's a hallway across from me, right? Yeah, there is. And you see, I'm not going to put them all on, but you see about 20 of these splintery mimics that you just fought 
morph out of the wall, out of paintings. Paintings fall down and morph into painting mimics. You see, uh, like, a cup on the ground turn into a tiny cup mimic, and these things are all moaning together. I want to say something. <laughs> I go, oh, I think it's time to make like an egg scramble, and I run down to the other hallway. <laughs> um, as we, so as we run down the hallway, just real quick, I want to put my hand on Benji and cast a second level uh, cure wounds, and that's eleven HP back to you, Benji. Ooh, I don't even need my inhaler. And when you step into this hallway, it smells of old rotting ale and grandma's cookies. There's another smell in there you can't quite place. And all these splintery beasts start dashing at you. But you notice they all stop and kind of and kind of look at the coating on the floor. And you notice now when you're in this hallway that it's on the walls and the ceiling as well. Almost like someone had painted it on. And these things kind of stop. They look around, almost like they can't see you. And after a minute, they all one by one start going back into the walls, into paintings, into cups, into chairs, into one was actually a skull on a skeleton. <laughs> it keeps like changing and they all kind of go back to normal. And then the house tremors and everything goes silent. Uh, do we see any doors in the hallway? So in this hallway, there are four doors. There's one directly to your left, uh, close to you when you get in the hallway, and one slightly farther on the right. There's also two all the way at the end of the hallway on the left and right. Okay. So I think I just go, because like we, I feel like I just kind of immediately open the door next to us. They go, guys, I think we should probably get in this one right here. And I just fucking open the door. So you go into the first door on your left, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, do we? (laughs) <laughs> and I look at Dan in Discord to see what his fate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, of course we go in the first door being chased by a bunch of mimics. This room is also coated with what you don't know. Uh, you do know, though, that this is a kitchen. It looks pretty well kept. You remember everything in the central area and that hallway down the other side of the house looked very decrepit and old, not to mention the uh, skeletons everywhere. (laughs) But in this room, it actually looks a little more normal. Uh, A lot of the chairs are broken and some stuff has deteriorated, but it's cleaner. And you do see, though, one skeleton in the center of the kitchen. Mm. Do we notice any attributes of this skeleton yeah can we just go up and take a look at it yeah yeah you can just take a look at it you can all give me a perception check an investigation check rather Ooh, i'm proficient I in say, it. what about investigation i got a 15 Ooh, 15 15 15 and 19 perfect so trevor you realize that this skeleton has its arm reaching out towards something let me get it a thing that's sitting about a foot away from the skeleton is a small potion bottle with purple swirling liquid and clutched in its other hand is a piece of paper. So I grab both at the same time. Yeah, you just Actually, go down and grab first it. first I grab the vial because he's a greedy little piece of shit, and then he grabs the <laughs> piece of paper because it's not as cool. <laughs> yeah, you grab, you grab the vial and you grab the paper. And with a 19, you remember seeing a trail of paper in the outside hallway leading into this room, almost as if someone had been running with a journal of some sort. Some are soggy, some are dried up and decrepit. There are burn marks, a ton of water marks, but you do make out a phrase from the paper that was clutched in the skeleton's hand. Is probably the only way. I still need three ingredients, but I ran out of 
blank. You can't kind of read the next few lines. Sunstone and crushed black pearl. With these three things, I can complete the spell, in quotations. I tried this morning, but there were too many. Hopefully I can sneak around after its next attack. It would be easier, but who knew it could make friends? <laughs> that damn sk And then you see that the ink trails off and there's blood splattered across that section of the paper. With that knowledge, can we... Hmm. Okay, I, I obviously relay this back to the boys. And um, do we see anything else just kind of laying around in the room? Initially, you see that there's two bags of flour that are kind of spilled out onto the floor, but there's nothing in the barrels, nothing on the counters anymore. There's like... But we don't see like any of the ingredients that are listed on this thing? Uh, no, you don't see anything directly. This is a pretty empty room. I mean, you look under the table, it's empty under the table. There's a rug, you know, there are chairs, and it's clearly this guy's dining room and kitchen. Uh, tell the guys, all right, we got to figure out what this is. This guy seems like he maybe knew what he was doing. We should go check across the hall. Yeah, I think that might be a good idea. Let's go ahead and do it. Everybody make me a perception check real quick. A whopping eight. 17. 16. As you look around the room, you realize that the window at the end of the dining room is open and one of the shutters is swinging lightly back and forth. Uh-oh. Up from the shadows at the end of the room, you see one of those scarecrows creep up and stare at you with its jack-o'-lantern eyes. Oh, shit. Everybody roll me initiative real quick. Just 19. Oh, 11. 9. All that means is you go last with that 9. Ugh. All right, think quick, Trevor. There's a scarecrow now in front of you. I just kind of freak out and go, oh, shit, guys, another one. And I just fire two shots off. Fuck. Uh, okay, I'm going to use a luck point here. Um, I just roll in that one, so that's a, a 17 that. to hit, and then <laughs> that is a 22 to hit. Perfect. They both hit. Roll that damage real quick. That is going to be 17 damage, and then I leave the room. <laughs> I use my movement to get the fuck out. <laughs> be like, don't worry, guys. I, I, I hit it. I'm pretty sure I hit it. You guys, you guys can just do the rest. And I go into the hallway to try to go into across the doorway. <laughs> it looks injured, but it doesn't make any extra noise. It just keeps moaning. Benji, it's your turn. Uh, I would like to take an action to make an insight check to see if the thing is actually hostile towards us. So that's a 16. Yeah, so with a 16, you remember that this thing bit off Anson's hand, and it's probably hostile towards you. <laughs> mm. 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 Interesting. <laughs> you hear me yell from the hall, just get out here. Sammy can handle it. <laughs> ah, okay, guys. Ah, see you later, Sammy. And I run through the door uh, <laughs> to catch up with. Sir, it's fine. He's been trying to use No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just metagame the fuck. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, I go out to the hall to, uh, to catch up with um, Trevor and end my turn. And then there were two. This scarecrow kind of ragdoll steps forward, looks directly at Santoon with its jack o' lantern fiery eyes, points its twig like finger towards our human fighter and casts Firebolt. Does a 13 hit? Nope. <laughs> and that thing goes zing right past you as the fire actually comes out of its jack-o'-lantern mouth and hits the wood behind you and splinters the wood behind you. But you notice that when the wood splinters, it doesn't sink into the floor or anywhere else. It does just stay splintered on the ground. Off in the distance, you hear Drell really wishing that he got hit with an actual Eldritch Blast to 
<laughs> it's my turn, right? Sammy, how's it going in there? My turn. And uh, I run up to it and just lay into it with all I got. <laughs> it's just one-on-one. Darn right. Ooh, don't need no pals. Uh, it, you know what? You may need to call some friends because make this a fair fight. You're right. All right. I got a 22, a 9, a 19. And are you bonus actioning which... dancing sword? Yes. Yeah, three of those will hit. And then a 20. Damage time. Bada bing, bada boom. So six, seven, and nine. This thing uh, looks pretty hurt. It's not happy with that as you're swinging into it. It's going <laughs> as fire is kind of bursting out of its jack-o'-lantern skull. And we're going to zoom back out to the hallway where Trevor is going to take his initiative. And I look at Benji and go, let's go in here. Sammy can definitely handle that thing. And um, I just open the door into the room across the hallway fully realizing we just abandoned our friend in all <laughs> in the other room with the yeah. scarecrow that fucking ate the arm of our I got this babysitter. of course you walk into this room and you realize now that it's a guest room is there anything you'd like to do on your turn in this new room I, I guess I'll do a perception check of the room itself do you just go into the entrance because you have a lot of movement uh um yes i don't move far from the exit at all i stand right there just in case i need to turn around okay and tony you can go on this turn since you're next okay i'm gonna go ahead and walk past trevor i take my enormous um wing and i kind of face shove trevor out of the way be like come on man let me see what's inside you'll be an if i walk into the room and i want to give a uh, investigation check. Right. So, Trevor, you make your perception check first. To 21. Ooh, it's really investigation good. Investigation slash perception check. And then, Tony, I just need you to tell me exactly what you're looking at. Uh, I want to look at the bed. Yeah, okay, so you go over to the bed. And as you're walking over the bed, I'm going to need both of you to make a stealth check with disadvantage. Okay, so I get to roll it with advantage, so I roll it flat. Yeah, those will cancel out. Uh, I got a 12. Oh, I got a 14, actually. Uh, I got a 25. That was with disadvantage? Nah, it was, that's, yeah. That's good. So everything seems fine as you're walking around. When you get over to the bed frame, you don't see too much. There's obviously fluff from where bedding used to be. But as you're looking, Trevor does point out to you that there seems to be that sticky substance on the bottom of the fluff near the floor. I point it like underneath the bed to Benji and I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're like plugging a hole right there. There's probably something under that bed right there. That's, that'd be my guess. <laughs> Benji, I'm just saying I probably would not go anywhere near that thing. Oh, what gauge should I look at what he's referring to a little bit closer? <laughs> yeah, so you realize that this cotton is probably plugging up a hole of some kind in the floor, perchance. But we're going to whip pan back to our human fighter, Santoon, in the kitchen as he's fighting this <laughs> scarecrow by himself. All right, Santoon, this scarecrow is going to hit you with a multi-attack, or at least try to. Let's go. One you won't one. even hit me. <laughs> so as the scarecrow comes after you, you see it shake a little, and its hand <laughs> contorts into a sickle. Come on. That's a 10. Nope. 23. Ooh. And a 24. Uh. So it hits you twice, mm -hmm. dealing 20 damage, Ooh. 20 slashing damage with its decrepit sickle hand. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and it's going to go back to your turn. Sweet. 
I stab it some more. I stab it some more. <laughs> sa, 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 sa. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take, uh, I'm guessing, the four attacks you normally do? I'm going to do three. Okay. And then my bonus, I'm going to do something else. Okay. So I got a 23. Yep. An 18. Yep. And an 11. That one will not hit. Two of those oh, hit. Wow. Uh, roll me that damage real quick. Okay, there's the damage. 14 damage. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to use a second wind. Nice. So as it's, you can roll that on your own, but as you're slashing into this, you start to realize that maybe this slashing damage is not doing as much as you thought it was. When you mm. kind of cut through the straw of the scarecrow, the straw kind of forms back into itself. It's not like the mimics that go back into the house, but it goes back into itself and kind of reheals itself after you slash it apart. So it only takes seven of that 14 damage. Seven of the 14 damage. Ugh. Okay. In that case, I retreat. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you retreat, it will get an opportunity attack. Um... I will... No, I'll stay. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, you stay right there as it moves back to the other two. We go back into what looks like a guest room, and you are uh, now able to do what you want with this. Uh, the bed frames push aside, and there are these cotton things plugging a hole. Uh, okay, Benji, I'm being serious right now. I don't think we should probably, like, uncover the hole. I feel like people cover the hole for a reason. I'm just saying, man, it's up to you. You can do what you want. I'm just gonna maybe make my way into the hall, and I fucking fucking dash for the other door because what? I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be a part of whatever he's gonna uncover. Before and you like, do dash to the door, um, there is a mechanic in place. You both need to make me two stealth checks with disadvantage. Again, that cancels out for you. Seventeen. Oh, eighteen. That's with disadvantage? Yeah, I have plus eight to stealth. So do I. <laughs> the plus eight has been fucking pog, dude. Uh, yeah, everything seems okay. Hey, Trevor, listen. Remember that shopping list that you read out loud? I think we gotta look around the house and we gotta try to find you. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna check the other room, okay? And I fucking dash down the yeah, fucking... Okay. All right, and I unplug the holes. Yeah, you, know, you unplug the holes as Trevor runs. I do, yes. I, uh, I pull the cotton from its holes. Yeah, you pull the cotton from the hole. Uh, it's just one big hole that has clearly been man-made and dug. It looks like it goes down under the foundation of the house. And it looks like that the inside of the hole is coated with that same substance from the left hallway. So it's just a hole full of liquid? No, it's coated. And it's like a hole that you could crawl through. Hey, Trevor, I think we gotta go down this hole. Oh, he's, he left. Okay. Ah. I take a whiff of my inhaler and I go, okay. Okay. And I go down the hole. Oh, yeah. Okay. You jump in the hole as we whip pan back to Santoon. This scarecrow is looking very annoyed, and with a flick of its wrist, kind of like a butterfly knife, the sickle whoosh, morphs back into a twig-like hand that reaches back and grabs a pole behind its shoulder. The pole comes up over its back, revealing a giant sweeping blade as this scarecrow launches at you with a scythe. Try it. Oh, it definitely hits with a 25. Ugh, what in the hell? And as it swings with its scythe, with one hand, it wields this giant scythe. It does a three, like a 180, and puts its hand at you and casts Burning Hands as a bonus attack. I know that one. 
<laughs> I know that one. Uh, I'm fond. <laughs> At what level, though? At first level. Just... Oh, okay. Well, then yeah. it's, not, it's not as scary. Yeah, so give me a dexterity saving throw, if you could. Nine. That fails as you take... Of course. Seven point more points of fire damage as from its hand, this cone of fire hits you right in the face. <laughs> And yet again, we whip pan back to Trevor this time. Trevor, you went into, yeah, you just made it into the next room at the end of the hallway. And uh, you're going to have to make me another stealth check. Wait, so I'm still rolling with disadvantage? Yes. You guys hear this? This guy's kind of trying to bring me down. 17. That's not going to oh, do fuck. it. <laughs> and Benji, make me a stealth check as you jump off the floorboards into the hole. I got a nat one. What the fuck? No. <laughs> We're split up. You're not supposed to roll that, dude. Oh, wow. We're split up. This is every horror movie ever. We're in a yes. Scooby-Doo adventure right now. As you jump off the floorboards into this hole, you will take one opportunity attack as you see this tremor-like, snake-like plank of wood morph into teeth and go to try and attack you. Oh, God. I just want to say it's serendipitous if you go out by a tentacle. Like, I'm just going to say, if you die by a tentacle, it's just... Uh, 13. Does a 13 hit? It's right on the money, but really? I'm going to use a reaction spell. I'm going to cast shield. Then, yeah, this thing goes to hit you, and you panic at the last second, and we'll play that out as this thing tries to attack you as you're jumping in this hole. As I jump into the hole, I see this uh, sharp teeth go at me, and I panic, and I go... <gasps> And then my entire body illuminates with this translucent <laughs> shield, and it just binks off. And like a hamster in a wheel, you roll down into <laughs> um, You're also going to take an opportunity attack, Trevor. Does a 14 hit? It does not. How do I even begin to say what's happening? Oh, fuck. As our heroes are split up. You all did what everybody knows not to do in a horror movie and you all split up as you creak along these floorboards away from your friend Santoon at the last second as you jump down this hole this thing comes up from the floorboards another mimic creature and tries to bite you Benji as you fall down into the depths of this hole that we don't know what's down there or where it goes Trevor as you walk into your room you are met with a maze of crates in what appears to be a storeroom. Three of them begin to change and you realize that there is a mimic now looming behind you that once was a door. In the kitchen, all on his lonesome, Santoon looks into the fiery eyes of this menacing scarecrow as it grips its scythe tight, ready for another attack. And that is where we're gonna end this spooky dooky Halloween episode. Fuck. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have listened to you guys and split up. We should have just stuck together. <laughs> I got left. Okay. It blows my mind how uh, how fast you guys abandon each other, and it just it, it's just crazy to me. Uh, <laughs> I think the best part is you got to remember that we are now suddenly adults, but still the minds of eight year old children. Yes. So yes, just, like, I love that so much. Scrammed. So as you can tell, the DM here lied. Uh, we are yet again going to have to split up this episode into two parts. Had some technical difficulties uh, at the beginning, and Tony just has a hard cutoff that we need to 
kind of go through. But next yeah, time, you can yell at my baby. If anyone has a problem, you can yell at her. Yeah. 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 Yell at this man's baby. Post the picture of the baby. Are you going to be a person that would yell at a baby? Would you yell at a baby? Would you? Would you though? Yeah. We're talking to you, Vulcan. You want to come at me on Twitter? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> come at Tony's baby on Twitter. How about that? All right. <laughs> Do you guys have anything to say? Final thoughts uh, before we head off? I'm scared. Uh, I'm sure I'm scared. I'm terrified. I'm shook. I went in a greasy hole. Phrasing. I am in a <laughs> scary hole. Also <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> I will say I've got a little few bags of tricks up my sleeve. I'm going to see what I can do to get the fuck out of this room. I'm excited. All I'm I got to say is I still have all the candy. That's true. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, I hope that you all get uh, buy yourself, treat yourself this Halloween. You know, buy yourself a bag of candy. Screw the kids out there trick or trolling. Like, get yourself a bag of Tootsie Pops or, you know, some uh, snow caps. Bag of candy corn. Enjoy yourself. You know what I'm saying? No. Throw the candy corn away. Eat it. (laughs) I promise you. You You know what? You know what? Alec, I'm going to go ahead and try some candy corn. Just try it. Just try it one time. I'm going to record my reaction. I'll put it in the Discord. But hey, uh, join the Discord if you haven't already. All our socials are down below. Uh, Tony may not be there, I believe, because he's a hard cutoff. But uh, two two of the players are going to join me in an after show uh, real quick to talk about what happened and what they think is going to happen next and so on and so on and so on. Yeah, when is part two going to come out? Next year? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh. I think about uh, <laughs> next October. <laughs> next uh, Halloween. Next Halloween, in, maybe. Um, let us know in the Discord, actually. Maybe we'll just release it midweek as a little bonus thing. Who knows? Um, after this episode comes out. But anyways, happy Feast of the Moon. We will see you next time on D&D 404. Say goodbye, everybody. Oh, boo. Later. Trick or treat. Now it's time to thank our Patreon supporters, starting with the Sigic College alumni. First up is Ulrich Shielddust, who's just created the Chet Foundation to help teach inner city kids how to play music. Between that and his smithing work, Ulrich hasn't had time to do much else. However, he was approached by a giant snake recently who seemed lost. It slithered up to Ulrich with nothing but a crude drawing of a boulder, a hunk of ivory, and village houses. He didn't know what that snake wanted, but fit him with a nice metal helmet. Artemis, head RA of the Alchemist Dormitory, has been awarded Employee of the Month over at the Sigic College. He has broken various records such as longest time gone without accidents and most students disciplined within their first month of work. Artemis is dealing with some controversy, however, after a reporter published statements from various students saying things like, the new RA threatened to break my kneecaps if I was caught out after curfew again. But that's probably nothing more than libel. Do you know what Alara Dawnstar is doing right now? <laughs> Neither do we, because monks of the astral cranes of the Copper Mountains ain't no snitches. Rumors have made it around that she is one of the most powerful monks in her division, at her age, in her weight class on this side of the mountain. Someone told me recently they saw Alara riding a four-headed hydra in the Kambuki Isles, but that can't be true. That multi-headed hydra is nothing more than a story told to scare children, right? Marcus Rico, shameful alumni of the Sigic College, was caught stealing candy from a baby. Again. Lord Baron has sent many guards after the man and has promised mothers all over that their candy will remain safe moving forward. But Marcus Sweet Tooth knows no bounds. What will he get up to next? 
And now it's time for Humbrea's Heroes. Alex Dredd is still searching for that Hydra, but got sidetracked helping 20 grandmothers cross a busy road. What a noble guy. Man with Glass has decided to represent himself in the upcoming trial after stealing alchemy supplies from the Sigic College. Perhaps he should plead psychic damage. Pascal Elliot, aka Charcoal Darts, was almost finished with her mural in the city of Dilmore, but requested two more weeks to get Treus Bugue's armor just right. That'll do it this week for our Patreon subscribers. If you'd like to hear your name shouted out here with your own unique little story, why don't you go on over to patreon.com slash dnd404 and join the crew. See you next time, everybody.